Let's kick off our 2023 Yankee season previews, and we'll start with New York's high A affiliate, the Hudson Valley Renegades. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Yankees. I'm your host, Stacey Gatsoulias. As always, Locked on Yankees is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. With me as always, my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what is going on on today's show? Oh, we're going to chat with Joe Vasile, the broadcaster for the Hudson Valley Renegades. has been there since last season. He's been in the Yankee system, uh, system for three years now, I believe. Three full seasons going on his fourth, so he knows tons of stuff about the Yankees. Um, and so we're going to get a look at the high A affiliate. We'll have some previews for the Somerset Patriots next week, as well as the scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders. And then, of course, we'll have a full Yankees preview a couple of days before opening day. But without further ado, let's jump to that great conversation we just had with Joe Vasile. Joe Vasile, Hudson Valley Renegades, joining us here today. I wanted to start this off super simple, Joe. Why mm-hmm. is Jason Dominguez not going to make it to the Major League roster this year? Because he's only played 22 games in double A. That's why. <laughs> uh, th- now, this year, I'm not willing to say that he's not going to get up there in September. Um, but to start, uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. Um the, the one thing I noticed about Jason, other than the fact that he's incredibly talented and amazing at playing baseball, uh, is he can also be streaky. And mm-hmm. right now he is in one of his hot streaks. And all of a sudden, sometimes you look at me and go, oh, he's won for his last 19. And I think, um, I think they'd want him to have some of those streaks against higher level competition uh, before moving him up to the big leagues. I mean, that's a thing, Steve, you know, that, that teams will say a lot is they want to see how guys react to failure, not, not just necessarily how they go when things are going well uh, before they can feel comfortable moving them up to the next level. And, uh, and that's, that's probably how they feel there. And I think also defensively, there's probably a couple of things to, to clean up. I don't think Jason's ready to, to handle center field in Yankee stadium just yet. <laughs> well, see, I just wanted to make sure somebody else was saying it because Stacy and I have been screaming it for two weeks uh, and locked on Yankees fans and just Yankees fans don't want to mm-hmm. hear it, but right. Sorry. I, <laughs> no. I just wanted somebody else to say it and be on the record. Look, and, and I love Jason. Like he was the best, like anything positive you could think about him. That was what I came away with just having him around for the last month and a half of last year. I, I mean, it's kind of funny to go and read some of the things that were written about him um, before he came to us. And even, even in August, cause he was just, he was a great teammate. He was a great personality to be around and then just worked hard and on the field that the talent is off the charts. And he's so young. I say it all the time. I mean, yeah. he just turned 20. Do you see a, a maturity about him already? In a certain way, yes, but in in another way, he's very much an average twenty year old kid. Like he watches anime and and does all all the twenty year old stuff, which is not to say that older people don't do that too. But he's very much got a lot of that youthful energy in it. But I think he also understands who he is 
in the scheme of baseball and in the scheme of the Yankees. And like, hey, you know, he is this big time prospect and there's a lot of expectations on him. And I think he does a really good job at handling that and at approaching his everyday routine um, in a way that's going to make him successful, not only in the minor leagues for however long he's still in the minors, but but in the majors as well. Um, and that's something that's that's not always common of, of 19, 20 year old players. Uh, you know, sometimes, it, you, you know, you're like, I mean, this has been easy my whole life. I've been going through high school and things have been great. Or, or if they're coming from the Dominican, like Jason, you know, coming up as a kid, I, I got a big bonus at 16. You know, hey, this is great. You know, he's not like that at all. He's He's got a phenomenal work ethic and a, a good, um, like I said, awareness of the work that he has to put in and a great desire to do it, which is um, great to see as well. And it's something that, really rubs off on his teammates. I'm, I remember when he came up within like the first week, uh, one of the other guys on the team, one of the pitchers just turned to me and was like, you know, it's amazing with all the, all the hype and everything. He's, he's just another guy on the roster. Like he's not, he's not any different than anyone else when he's in the clubhouse and around the team. Um, you know, he doesn't, doesn't kind of carry himself with that attitude that he's special. Um, he's just, but that's part of what makes him special, I think, as as a player. He's got that talent, and he's got the right everything else that's going to make him successful. The NBA playoffs are just a month away, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first one doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Because, you know, you have the younger guys on Hudson Valley. And the rosters aren't finalized yet, but we know that you have a good idea of some of the guys you'll see this season. So who are some of your most anticipated prospects making their way to Hudson Valley this season? Um, That is a great question. I would love to be able to say like, for sure, like I'm, I'm looking forward to X, Y, Z. Just kind of gauging based on where guys ended last year. Um, if he doesn't start with us, I'm assuming he'll be up soon, but Spencer Jones um, mm. really looking forward to, to seeing what he can do. And, you know, I, I'm hopeful that the Yankees approach him like they did with Trey Sweeney last year, where they just start him uh, with us on opening day and we get to see him uh, throughout the course of the season. But, you know, if they don't, they don't. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. And then, honestly, a lot of the pitchers uh, outside of him, um, there's a couple of relievers here and there that just I came up at the end of last year that I'm, I'm interested to see more of because. The Yankees just throw these guys who throw 97, 98, 99 out of the bullpen like crazy. Um, you know, Richard Fitz, I don't know if he starts with us or if he starts in double A this year, but he came up from Tampa at the end of last year and turned in five 
unbelievable starts at the end of last year. Um, so I'm again, hoping that he'll be back this year so I get to see him pitch more and um, how he develops. Uh, last year was a big year for him uh, with his fastball and his slider. Um, but I know uh, they've been working with him on, on trying to develop that third pitch to keep him a starter. So uh, I think that that's, that's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing early in the season. And then other than that, it, it's a lot of, this might be a boring answer, but a lot of the kind of, I don't want to say fringe guys, but like an Antonio Gomez who had a lot of hype going into last year as a catcher was, it was okay in Tampa. He wasn't great. He wasn't terrible has fallen down the the prospect rankings a little bit um, from that. I'm, I'm interested to see him at some point, hopefully this season. I don't know if it's right away, but um, to see him uh, at some point this season as well. And then, you know, the guys like Drew Thorpe and, um, if Brendan Beck would make it to us at some point this season, obviously he missed all last year coming back from Tommy John surgery uh, in 2021. But, uh, but some of those guys I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing as well. See Stacy. Um, I knew what I was talking yeah. about. I, I, <laughs> I picked Richard Fitz to be one of my spring training breakout potential guys. So there you go. See, I knew what I was talking about at least a little bit. I know. I'm so excited when you guys say these names and I'm like, I know these guys now because I'm, I always joke about how I don't know as much about the minors as I should, mm -hmm. but I'm getting better at it. So, sure. you know, so Tampa had the rockiest season last year out of all the Yankee affiliates. Um, so mm -hmm. where do you think that puts the renegades this season? <sighs> That's a great question. Uh, Tampa finished strong last year in the second half. So hopefully that means that we'll start strong this year um, because those guys like, like a Spencer Jones that we mentioned and, and, couple of the couple of the pitchers fits uh jack neely um gosh the other one uh bailey d's uh you know who kind of came up towards the end of last year um uh, even a, a harold cortillo who, who kind of came up uh that was an intriguing pitcher you know they'll hopefully be with us uh, at the beginning of this year as well so hopefully um you know we get some of that second half tarpon's magic uh, to start the year this year um but that's one of those things you, you never know because guys get good and then it's all right up to Somerset with you. Uh, and then we just never see them again. Uh, you know, that's what happened with us last year with Carson Coleman, who started with us for a month and then was an amazing reliever. And they're like, all right, up. high A is not a problem for you. So, so he went up to double A and um, Gosh, there, there was someone I think who started with us that, that ended up with Steve in, in Scranton last year. I forget who, uh, but another another kind of fast rising pitcher. Um, and then of course we got uh, a little bit decimated in the starting rotation at the the trade deadline with TJ Sikkim. We all did. And Beckway being <laughs> traded. I uh, preaching to the choir there, but, uh, but yeah. So you, you know, you never know how trades and and things like that end up uh, shaping the roster as well. Also, I'm interested in Caleb Durbin, who um, the Yankees got from the Braves in the uh the lucas Lickey trade in oh, right. um in december he was a guy who came up to rome another team in our league uh, at the end of last year and, and played pretty well and um at least just trying to gauge the depth chart he, he feels like a, a safe bet to to probably start with us and kind of an intriguing middle infielder with a little bit of power um don't know too much about him other than that but uh, but i'm interested to see you know what what he is as a player okay i'm so happy that you brought up Bailey Dees and Jack Neely, because I was looking at the roster and I saw how tall those guys were, along with mm -hmm. um, 
Daniel, is it buys or Daniel B bees? Okay. Because yeah. just Daniel for... bees and Bailey D's. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah. Uh, two of them are six, eight and one of them is six, nine. And when I saw that, that just mm -hmm. jumped out to me on the roster. So <laughs> yeah, we've got from? a good chance in March madness uh, with those three. Um, really we've got the best front court depth in the league. Um, <laughs> But I mean, yeah, and then you throw Spencer Jones, who's six seven, into the mix. I, I mean, if the Yankees have a type, that's that's the thing. They <laughs> they have a type, and they they and this is going back years. They want big guys, especially pitchers. Um, and I mean, they've got them. You just look at the draft class from last year. Uh, I mean, there's six five, six four, six seven. There's just a bunch of big guys in this uh, in the system. Yeah, it's funny. Joe, I wanted to ask you about high A ball. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's obviously been changes amongst the structure of minor league baseball over the last few years, um, namely getting rid of the lower levels, essentially, uh, aside from the uh, the complex leagues. So mm -hmm. what's the goal at the high A level now for developmental purposes? Like, uh, how are coaches taking these guys' development now that they essentially have less time now in minor league baseball by the time they get to you? Yeah, it, it's funny. The first uh, minor league baseball job I had was in 2016, and it was with a different high A team. And then to go back to high A ball last year, you could see there's definitely a difference. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing is pitchers are a little less polished. Um, and so it's working on those things. Whereas, uh, you know, previously you had a guy who could definitely locate a fastball and maybe had a decent secondary offering. Uh, there's guys with less refined uh, secondary stuff um, now than, than there was in the past there. So I think there's probably a lot more emphasis, um, you know, especially when it comes to the Yankees and, and all of their emphasis on sliders and cutters and everything else on developing those secondary pitches, but not just the secondary, but the second pitch mm. um, kind of than there, than there was before. Whereas, at least from what I noticed and it's different organizations, different personnel and philosophies, but um, where it was more on refining some of the things that were already taught and just continuing to improve and, and kind of tinker around those edges. Um, and then in terms of, in terms of hitting, I, I don't know if it's changed a whole lot. Um, making good swing decisions. Uh, obviously the philosophy of, you know, hit the ball hard in the air is, is nothing really new um you know as much as we like to pretend that it's a, a new revolutionary thing it it's not um you know so that's that's still very much a, a a part of what they're teaching and preaching and then i've also noticed and this is a more of a yankees thing than anything else but the um the emphasis on fielding practice and base running they they do a lot of that um and trying to develop uh, some positional utility, um, moving some guys around, trying them in different spots. I mean, Trey Sweeney only played shortstop for us last year, but we had a bunch of other guys play in the outfield, play at second, play at third, play at short uh, to kind of get some of that experience if they weren't those high-end Sweeney, Wells, Pereira, Dominguez-type prospects um, to get them some more versatility in, in what they're able to do defensively. Yeah, but that might be actually also happening at the major league level now, apparently. Exactly. Everybody yeah, plays exactly. everybody. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
And it's also funny. We, we have artificial turf at our stadium. Um, and so it's interesting to see the different, uh, the different ways that some of that gets approached when we're at home versus on the road, when we're playing on some grass facilities where they'll, they'll do some different strength and conditioning things on grass surfaces that they won't do at home. Speaking of the stadium, um, you guys have some upcoming promotions, you know, you can tell Yankee fans what they have to look forward to if they're heading to see the Renegades this year. And I need to mm -hmm. know this, who came up with the Snooki promotion idea? So, okay. So that was something that they've been trying to do for years. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, September 8th is Snooki night at, uh, with the Hudson Valley Renegades. Conveniently, we're playing the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. Uh, that was actually not on purpose. That was just when she was available. Um, so we're doing a bobblehead of her, a special uh, Snooki jersey uh, presented by her story, the Snooki Shop, which has a couple locations, including one in Beacon, which is a, a town right next to us. <laughs> and she is from the Hudson Valley. She worked um, at the Renegades growing up before she was a Jersey Shore star. And so this is kind of our, uh, you know, paying tribute to a, a local, local girl Legend. done good, essentially. <laughs> A local um, legend. No, really, but like no, someone really. who who has gone and made it big and hasn't forgotten where she came from. Uh, and I say that as someone from New Jersey who, um, you know, can never forgive her for being a New Yorker on Jersey Shore. But um, <laughs> it was it was kind of the the idea of um, a couple of different people. I will just go ahead and give credit to Rick Zolzer, though, our team vice president, um, who has been here since essentially day one and also does like our on-field hosting and some PA stuff is, is kind of a, a voice of the stadium uh, type person. And, and he was someone who had kind of been pushing for it and we finally were able to make it happen this year. And it's, uh, it's really exciting, but, uh, but we've got, uh, got a lot going on this year, but that's honestly, I'm looking forward to that one in a, in a really big way. <laughs> Joe Vasile. Awesome. Uh, where can the people find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Joe Vasile PBP, Instagram, uh, just Joe Vasile. And I'm like on my third time trying to make TikTok a thing. I, I failed that. the first two. Uh, we'll see if this works this time. That, that, but that's Joe Vasile also. Uh, those we'll are, those are the three links. Main uh, yeah, we'll yeah. leave you all, all the links for you in the, uh, the episode description. Uh, good Twitter follow for sure if you're looking for Hudson Valley content uh, and keeping up with some prospects. Thanks for joining us today, man. Yeah, no, thank thanks you. a lot. I appreciate you both. So thanks again to Joe Vasile for that really cool conversation about Hudson Valley and what he's looking forward to. And uh, it's interesting hearing from play-by-play -play guys from the minor leagues because I've never really spoken to you guys. And I'm including you because you used to work for Trans. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we're a different breed. Uh, Joe's awesome. Love that guy. Uh, and it's great. I... I I have a soft spot for high A baseball. That's where I started my broadcasting and uh, minor league career was with the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, uh, then of the high A California League. So I always have a, a soft spot for, for high A baseball. Um, but that was great. Uh, I, I love learning about these guys. You know, the minor league play-by-play -play guys are 
and gals, I should say, uh, are, are people that are with these players every single day. Um, they know more about them than scouts do. I mean, we, we're going to find out that Jason Dominguez watches anime uh, from a scout. So uh, <laughs> thanks, Joe, for your insight. Uh, it's great. And, and we'll be chatting again uh, with some more of the Yankees broadcasters uh, throughout the minor system next week. So make sure to hit subscribe um, to, so you don't miss a moment of that. It's, uh, it's information you're not going to get anywhere else except yeah. for Locked On Yankees. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Matt and Dom as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies every day. Find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and we'll see you tomorrow.